This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments. I'm Dina Marie, and I appreciate you joining this Catholic podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. This Sunday is ordinary time. We have entered into ordinary time now off after all of the beautiful feasts that follow the Easter season. So it's the 13th week in ordinary time. And so if you've been listening to the daily readings, you've been hearing from the book of Kings, first and second book of Kings, which we will hear a little bit more of today as we get into our Sunday readings. But I wanted to begin with this prayer to the Sacred Heart. The month of June is dedicated to the most sacred heart of Jesus. And we just celebrated over the weekend on Friday and on Saturday, uh, this beautiful uh, duet, the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Sacred Heart on Friday. Immaculate Heart of Mary on on Saturday. So it's just a beautiful time to remember the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I love this little image right here. There are so many prayers to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Find one, find a few that you and your family can can keep with you with your family prayers, particularly like an evening prayer or maybe your morning prayer. Not only in this time of June, I think June has given us an invitation to remind ourselves of the love of Jesus and his most sacred heart. Uh, There's a beautiful quote, and I can't quote it right now, but it reminds me that the love of God flows from the heart of Jesus. And if we want to know the heart of Jesus We read God's word that really reveals the heart of Jesus is the word of God, which is why Faith Moments really focuses on the sacred scripture, the word of God, pondering and really proclaiming this word. So we get to know this word intimately, which means we get to know our Lord very intimately. A prayer to the sacred heart of Jesus. Join me. Sacred heart of our Savior, please bless us as we begin the new day. May we grow today in your friendship, in helpfulness to others, in gratitude for your benefits beyond number. May Christly love fill our hearts, guard our thoughts, and inspire our actions. Jesus, we believe in your love for us. We trust in you and want to remain forever in the safe haven of your loving heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. 
Okay. I have a, a lot of uh, reflections. We'll see what we get through today. I love these resources because I have the word among us, but I also have the Magnificat and there's just different resources that you can use to reflect on the Sunday mass readings and our daily readings that provide just insights and some speak to you one day than another. So it's nice to have more than one if you can. And I'm grateful to have uh, several resources. And of course, the internet has a lot of resources to help you really ponder and to break apart the word of God. So let's begin on this Sunday, June 26th, the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C, with our first reading. It comes from the first book of Kings, and there's a, there's a little bit of a gap, but we'll get introduced into the relationship between Elijah and Elisha. A reading from the first book of Kings. The Lord said to Elijah, you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat of Abel Meloha, as prophet to succeed you. Elijah set out and came upon Elisha, son of Shaphat, as he was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. He was following the 12th. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak over him. Elisha left the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye and I will follow you. Elijah answered, go back. Have I done anything to you? Elisha left him and taking the yoke of oxen, slaughtered them. He used the plowing equipment for fuel to boil their flesh and gave it to his people to eat. Then Elisha left and followed Elijah as his attendant. The word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 16. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, my Lord are you. O Lord, my, Lord, my allotted portion and my cup, you it is who hold fast my lot. You are my inheritance, O Lord. I bless the Lord who counsels me. Even in the night, my heart exhorts me. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body too abides in confidence because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. You are my inheritance, O Lord. You will show me the path to life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Our second reading is a letter from St. Paul to the Galatians, chapter 5. Brothers and sisters, for freedom, Christ set us free. So stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. For you, will for you were called for freedom, brothers and sisters, but do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you go on biting and devouring one another, beware that you are not consumed by one another. I say then, 
live by the spirit, and you will certainly not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the flesh has desires against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you may not do what you want. But if you are guided by the spirit, you are not under the law. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading today comes from the gospel of Luke chapter nine. When the days for Jesus's being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples, James and John, saw that saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests but the son of man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another, he said, follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him, Jesus said, no one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the, the word that came out of these readings as I read them over and over is burning bridges. You know, I think in the world of work, as we are looking to advance in our careers, if those of us who have maybe, if you've owned a business or you've been in a particular profession, you talk about relationships and you don't want to burn bridges. You know, maybe you're going to leave a particular arena and go somewhere else to work, but you don't want to burn the bridges because maybe you could go back and, and utilize uh, resources or, or friendships or relationships. So there's something about not burning bridges. But what I'm sensing in the Lord's call, and it's visually very apparent in the life of Alicia, is you do burn bridges, is there is a time to burn the bridge and to detach from everything that would lead you back to what happened before, to your former life. Isn't it always dramatic? I think about all the adventure films and sci-fi movies, and there's usually this long bridge that's over a big, long chasm, and there's fire, and, and there's who's going to sever that bridge between the evil and the good as they're fighting, you know, to see who's going to win. But we have to sever the bridge, and that bridge leads to sin, you know, the bridge of sin that's that St. Paul talks about is the flesh. The flesh really desires what is good right now. 
I want it right now. <laughs> I want to feel good right now. I want to be satisfied right now. Uh, whatever our senses are, there's this natural desire to have it now that we want to be satisfied. And yet St. Paul is going to give us this, this plea because he's seeing particularly what is St. Paul always doing? He's seeing what's happening in the community. And in this particular case, it's the Galatians. And he's seeing that they're using the, their bodies basically to offend God, to sin. And so he's reminding them once again about where freedom where freedom truly comes from. So let's go back to Alicia uh, about the freedom that he's being offered. And he's, he, if we, if we read back in first Kings chapter 19, it's kind of a, it's a beautiful chapter because we get the story of Elijah running from Jezebel and hiding in that cave and then he's waiting to hear from the Lord and he goes outside and there's the thunder and there's all of these noises, but it's in the whisper that he hears the Lord and the Lord actually tells him to appoint some different people. And one of those people is to appoint Elisha to be his predecessor. So think about this. Elijah is hiding in fear of his life. He's been fighting all of these priests who, who serve the God Baal and all he's in a real mess, <laughs> right? He's being completely persecuted. He's in a dangerous situation and the Lord is inviting him to bring on board another who's going to really take on the work of being a prophet. And what we see in scripture is being a prophet is one that's going to be persecuted. It's going to be one that's most of the time, your message is not going to be accepted because it's going to be countercultural. It's going to be against the way the people are living today. It's going to call them and their consciences to conform to truth, to beauty, to wholeness, to life, to light, to love, to love one another. And our flesh many times goes against that. And so here's Elijah, and immediately after having this fearing for his life, you know, saying, I'd rather be dead than to continue this life. And then the Lord gives him uh, instructions to go. And now in this reading we hear today, he encounters Elisha. He sees him on the, on the, on the land. He's doing his work. And he encounters him, throws over his cloak calling him. And what Elisha does, and we think it could be opposite of what we hear in the gospel, because he says, you know, let me go and say goodbye to my father and my mother, but it's not to postpone. In this sense, he's ready to go and he's ready to burn every bridge. And so he actually takes the plowing equipment. I mean, this is kind of an amazing thing to imagine. We don't live in this day where, where we have this plowing equipment and the oxen. So it's not, it's not a normal thing for us to think about, but this is the equipment, you know, burn your computer, burn your monitor, burn your printer, burn your technology, you know, burn this uh, ring light that I have and, and this mouse, you know, burn all of that, which gave you your identity, 
which gave you your livelihood. And Elijah didn't ask him to do this, but Elisha, for whatever reason, I think the spirit, he knew he had to completely disengage from everything. And so what he did is he burned it up and he gave the proceeds to his people. You know, he slaughtered those oxen that were plowing the land and he gave it all up to follow the Lord. He didn't have anything left behind. And I think that total detachment invitation to be a Christian is what we're called to do. And the story of Elijah and Elisha is really profound in seeing there's a call for the next one, the next one to follow, the next one, because that next one's going to have a different path. It's going to have a different encounter with other people. You know, the Lord calls us and called the early apostles to go forth to all nations, to all corners of the earth to reach because one couldn't do it all. But to each of us in our own daily lives, if we follow the Lord, when we follow the Lord, like Elisha did to follow the call, he will be led to his purpose. He will be led to those that he will foster and minister to and preach to whether or not they respond positively. It's not because I'm going to go out and everybody's going to respond positively to my message. In fact, what we know from Christian history is that many don't respond to the call. But here is the encouragement from the Psalms. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Because the, the apostles, the prophets, they go to the people and they proclaim God as their father. And he has an inheritance. And in order to receive that inheritance, we turn our hearts to him. And we turn away from the inheritance of the world, the securities and the luxuries of today. And many people couldn't turn away from that. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. We're turning it over to the Lord. I love in this psalm, as I was reading it again, the word heart comes up a couple of times. Even in the night, my heart exhorts me. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. You know, our hearts respond to the yearning, to the thirsting of the heart of God, that invitation that comes from God that says, no other thing will quench your thirst but me. Continuing on a little bit about St. Paul, as he's talking to the, his brothers and sisters in Galatia, you know, for freedom, for freedom, for true freedom is why Christ came. So stand firm. And he's seeing the people in slavery, in sin, in the sin of the flesh, go down the list. And St. Paul is very clear about all of the sins of the flesh. You can read it in the other verses that aren't listed here. Do not submit yourself again to, this, to the 
yoke of slavery. They're just holding on to the sins of the flesh, that slavery that will hold them back from true freedom. And he tries to explain to them once again that we must have the spirit. The spirit is counter to the flesh. And in fact, they have desires opposed to each other. These are opposed to each other. But if you are guided by the spirit, St. Paul writes, you are not under the law. Under the law is is the age of the world. Under the law, you are not free. But the spirit is what gives us life. And so for me, I hear that and I think, you know what? It's not easy to always go the right way. It's not easy to let go and burn the bridges of my sins. Yet I choose to do so. I choose to follow Christ. I choose to call on the spirit to help me. I need the spirit. I need God's grace. I need to continue to turn back, to look forward and to not look back. Because Jesus is going to point out in the gospel about what it means when we look back. Elisha did not look back. He loved his family. He provided for them with everything that he had. He gave everything up to follow a greater call he was being called to be a prophet for the Lord. Now, not every one of us are going to be called to be a prophet like that, but we are once we're baptized into Jesus Christ, as Archbishop Alexander Sample just mentioned in a a recent video of his, we are called to be evangelizers. We are called to be lovers of Christ, to live that out fully and share it with those that we encounter. Those that are in our circle of friends, circle of community, might be our co-workers. It might be those in our own home. It might be those parents that we associate with because our kids are the same age or in sporting events or at summer camp or in youth group together, that we may be sharing our faith, evangelizing, being a prophet, but sharing the good news of Jesus simply in our daily lives and how we act with one another. Are we a person of the spirit or are we a person of the flesh? We need the spirit in order to be free. One of the lessons I think we can all learn, I can learn from is in Luke chapter nine, when Jesus is preparing for his final journey to Jerusalem. And he knows, and it says he was resolutely determined. Uh, and when, when the days for Jesus is being taken up, when kind of this, the, when this Paschal mystery would be pushed through, he goes and then he enters this Samaritan town. And we know from different accounts in the gospels that the Samaritans and the Jews have a lot of disagreements in their cultural practices and their religious practices. And so one and the other would not accept each other. And so here is the case where this band of brothers, Jesus and his apostles are coming into a foreign town, a town that didn't like them. And they were turned away. And two of the disciples were angry about that. Well, should we just, <laughs> should we just bring down fire on them and smoke them? And Jesus is like, no, we're just going to go on. 
you know, not everybody's going to accept the message. And for those who are even adamantly opposed to the Lord, to the Lord's word, life is sacred. Respect your mother and your father. You know, even when we encounter those most loathsome behaviors that come from our brothers and sisters, because we are Christians, it doesn't give us an excuse to say, well, we will call down fire from heaven on them and to intend or in, in our minds, I just want to burn fire on them. No, Jesus says, just go the other way. We're going to go this way. We know where we're going. We're going to Jerusalem. We're going to the kingdom of God. And there will be those who choose not to go. Kicking and screaming, ranting and raving, protesting. But we are not called to be that way. And so we can't get caught up in the same type of flesh-eating behavior that we see of those who persecute Christians and those who persecute God in our world today, in our country today, in our, in our church today, we see behaviors that are completely dependent upon the flesh, that completely adore the flesh and serve the flesh. And the flesh is their master. And in fact, they want to have rights and rules and special occasions to support and to dignify that flesh destroying behavior but we are not that way. We're not called. We're not called to condemn them. We're called to live a life of Christ. And we are called to love. You know, St. Paul, you shall love your neighbor. You know, as God loves us is really how we're called to love with this unconditional love, this never ending love. So Jesus rebukes those who wanted to get revenge right away. Their fleshly desires are acting up. And Jesus says, no, we're going this way. Don't look back. Look forward. These guys aren't going to accept us. Okay. Come with me. Come with me and follow me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. We will sow a little each day and the granaries will overflow. Will you sow just a little bit today, a little bit of love, a little more of the spirit, burn the bridges of the flesh, let go of those fleshly desires, receive the grace of God, receive the spirit of God through the sacraments, through the Holy Eucharist, through Holy Confession, through reading sacred scripture, and let us proclaim the light of Jesus Christ. Have a blessed week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. 
You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.